Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we open our hearts through today to receive from your Holy Spirit encouragement, Lord, a building of our faith, a drawing us closer to you. I, Father, I just pray that we would leave here stronger than we came, prepared to take on the things of the world in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen and amen. There's a scripture that God gave me several years ago. For those of you who don't know, I had triple bypass. I had open heart surgery 15 years ago. And uh, when I was recovering, I felt like I just was reading my Bible and uh, and this scripture the Lord gave me, and I just, I, I, don't, I don't pray it every day, but I pray it on a regular basis. It's like, to me, it's, it's, it could be your scripture, but it's mine. And it's, it's in Psalm 71, 18, and it says, And even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. And I just feel like God wants to do something in the earth, and I'm, I am pressing toward it. I am pursuing it, and, uh, and I am not going to stop until, until I go home or he comes and does what I feel like he wants to do. But I believe that God wants to do a work in the earth to shake the earth in Jesus' name and because it has to be shaken because it's, it's just going the wrong way. And a couple of scriptures to me. I want to talk about healing again today. We said, Pastor, you talked about healing a lot. Yeah, that's right. We're going to keep talking about it. And I'm going to keep going after it until the, until the power of God is in demonstration in our midst. Uh, you know, the, Jesus said about the apostles after Jesus commissioned them and he went to heaven, he says, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. The word is supposed to be being confirmed with signs following. And I'm believing for the signs, and I'm pressing, and I'm not just kind of putting them aside and saying, well, we don't see them like we should, so let's just kind of ignore it. No, let's not, let's not ignore it. Let's, let's find out what's going on, and let's pursue it, and let's get them going. Hallelujah. It's, it's God. We can't make it happen. Only God can make it happen. But I believe we can, we can be pressing. We can be believing and, and just calling upon the name of the Lord and let him hear us and hear us and hear us. And, you know, the Bible says, like, the, the unjust, not that God's an unjust judge, but finally that judge said, you know, I'm going to give them what they want because they just keep crying out to me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because there's people that need healing. I'm one of them, and there's others. And we're going to believe for it. I am. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus. A couple of scriptures, and then we're going to go to one particular one. In the New Testament, Exodus chapter 15. This is when the children of Israel were at Marah and the waters were bitter. And God told Moses, 
Let's take a tree and throw it into the waters, and the waters became sweet. And it says, and there he made for them a statute and a regulation, and there he tested them. And he said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. So every time I read that, I think, you know, there are conditions for God to be moving. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God, separate yourself from the world, walk with God, call out to him, hallelujah, do what's right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all the statutes. He said, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. God declares that he is our healer. And I believe that he's our healer. I believe that he's my healer. I believe that he's your healer. And I believe he's going to see it, hallelujah. In Psalm 103, it says in Psalm 103 and verse 3, it says, Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. God is a forgiving God and God is a healing God. And that's what I'm believing. That's what I'm calling upon his name. That's what we're going to see. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Acts. I want to look at particularly at one scripture. Not just one, but we're going to re focus on that one. Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10 is when Peter was supernaturally called to the house of a man named Cornelius. And when he gets there, he begins to preach. And he says this in verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. What is that scripture? To me, that scripture encapsulates the whole of Jesus' ministry. It encapsulates all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is, this is, this is a summary. It's like this. You could wrap up Jesus' whole ministry in, in, this one, in this one scripture. He went about doing good. He was and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. This is how he impacted the world during his lifetime. And that was, people say, well, that was Jesus. Uh, yeah, it was. But my question is, and I ask myself, is it okay for me to pray for God to use me that way? The same way he used Jesus. And uh, I believe the answer is yes. You know what? Because didn't, didn't Jesus say in John 14, 12, he said, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also in greater works. Then these shall he do because I go to my Father. Well, I'm not concerned so much about the greater works. I want to see the works first. Let's, let's get the works going. Then we'll believe God for the greater works. But Jesus said that those who believe in him would do the works that he did and greater works. And he also said in Mark chapter 16 that these signs shall accompany those who have believed in my name. They'll cast out demons and they'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. So that's what I want for my life. I, 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 want these, I want the scriptures. I want the word of God to be operating in me and in this church in Jesus' name. But let's look at the scripture just a little bit. When it says, you know, of Jesus of Nazareth, when the scriptures call him Jesus of Nazareth, what it's doing is it's emphasizing his humanity, the human aspect, his humanity. Now, Jesus was fully God and fully man. 
You know, he was and always will be the eternal son of God. That's who he is. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, this, this is an amazing scripture. It says, and in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Can you believe? All the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form in him. That just blows me away. That tells, that tells you how much capacity the human body can, how much spirit the human body can contain. It's, it's, it's almost limitless. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, He's the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. And, and in John chapter 10, I've got I to go and read this. I'm telling you, I was having a good time preparing. It's like it was doing something for me. It was encouraging me. I'm going, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I mean, you know, inside me while I'm, while I'm preparing, it's like, yeah, you're right. This is right. But look, look what it says. In John 10, verse 30, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. And then it says this. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which one of them are you stoning me? And the Jews answered him and said, For good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself out to be God. And the Jews knew exactly what he was saying. He was, he was declaring that he is God come in the flesh. And they, and they understood it. And they considered it blasphemy. It wasn't, but they were spiritually ignorant. But anyway, they, he was. He was God. He was God come in the flesh. And that's important because if he was not truly God, then he was not in a position to redeem the world. You know, he was just another gifted human being. But he was God. He is God. He always will be God. He's the eternal son of God. And because of who he was and because of his sinless life, he was able to make payment to cancel the power of sin and death for the whole human race. Only God come in the flesh could do that. But he did. Hallelujah. When he came to earth, he laid aside his divine privilege. But when he came to earth, the Bible says he laid aside his divine privileges and functioned as an anointed, a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. You, you remember... Am I going to walk out of the... If I walk out of the camera, so be it. But you remember, the, the, I don't know if it's still on TV. There used to be a, a program on TV called Undercover Boss. You remember? Anybody? It was, it was a, a, like a, a CEO or very high-ranking executive from some company would go and just take a position as a, just a, an ordinary rank-and-file employee somewhere. I remember, I remember there was a program. It was fun to watch for about two times, and then it was always the same thing over again. But one of them was the waste, um, waste management. This guy was the CEO of Waste Management, which is a huge corporation. And he went down and became a garbage collector for a few days just to see what it's like. And, and they just treated him that way. I mean, they corrected him. They told him he wasn't doing it very good, you know, that kind of stuff. They'd say, you don't work very good. You, know, you need to learn to work faster or harder or something like that. And, he un and they understood how hard it was. But that's kind of the way it was with Jesus. I mean, they was, they was, they, they were, they, when they did that, they gave up, you might say, they gave up their divine privileges. They laid him aside. They were, st it was still the CEO. They didn't st ever stop being the CEO. But for that period of time, they functioned as an ordinary worker. And that's kind of Jesus is and always will be the eternal son of God. But he came to earth and walked as a human being, a man. Hallelujah. Anointed of the Holy Spirit. He was functioning as the son of God. 
if he was functioning as the son of God, there would have been no need for him to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. He would have, he would have already had all the power dwelling within him. And it, it, was, it was his humanity that needed to be anointed. And when, I don't know, I don't know if I should get into this or not, but when it says he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, it's like that makes it sound like it's, it's two separate things. But in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, what does it say? It says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Not a separate thing. So I think what he's doing, I think what, the, what, what God is emphasizing in that scripture is the, the, the power aspect of being anointed with the Holy Spirit. And I see the same thing again in, um, in that scripture in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. When it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you, you know, and everything else will be added unto you. <clears throat> Again, it makes it sound like two separate things, but then in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but what? But it is righteousness. So in Matthew 6, it says seek the kingdom and his righteousness, but in Romans it says the kingdom is righteousness. So some things I just put in the back burner and let them cook. <laughs> but anyway, he was, he, was a God, he was a man anointed of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And that's why it's important. Because if, if he did all his miracles as Jesus, the Son of God, then we could still be impressed that he walked on the water. We could still be impressed that he fed 5,000 with little boys' lunch. But because he did it as Jesus, we'd kind, of be, we'd kind of be standing back and observe, saying, wow, look at him. Look at God work. But he, as he's, if he's doing it as, an, as a Holy Spirit-filled man, then we can believe that it can happen to us. We can believe that God can use us the same way, that his anointing can come upon us. See, it's not me. It's, the, it's not him. It's the anointing of God. And when the anointing of God comes upon you, you can do things you could never do in your own strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And if he did it as a human being, yielded to the Holy Ghost and anointed with the power of God, then he has set an example for us to follow, something that we can desire, something that we can pursue, uh, something that provokes me to seek it in my life. We can go after it. So, well, if Jesus was an anointed man of God, then I can be an anointed man of God. You can be an anointed woman of God. Jesus always did what the Father has told him to do. He only said what he heard the Father say, and he only did what he heard the Father, what he what the Father told him to do. The Holy Spirit showed him all along. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for provoking us to want what you had, for provoking us, Lord, for stirring us to desire the miracles, the healings, the signs, the wonders, the power of God in manifestation, in demonstration, in our lives, Lord, in this church, in this city, in this area. Do it, God. Oh, God, we're crying out to you. I'm crying out to you for a move of your spirit, for something to happen that's never happened before, for the, for the works that you did in greater works to be in demonstration in our lives, in your body, in your church. Glorify your name, Lord, through us. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you said to ask. Ask you to send your healing angel to Rome, New York. And we're asking, Lord, that your healing angel be sent to this city and begin to manifest himself to bring glory to your name. Father, for the sick to be healed, for miracles, for signs and wonders, for demonstrations of your glory, for your presence and your power, for supernatural works of God to happen in our midst. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. One of the problems we have in the church today, I feel like, is that people want to, how do I say, people want to make theology out of their experience. And they'll say something like, well, not everyone is healed, so it must not be God's will for everyone to be healed. You know, that sounds logical. But you know what that does? It, it begins to bring doubt and unbelief. Into the, into the works of God. And it kills. It kills the power. It destroys. I mean, it sounds logical, but to me it's not scriptural. God's will is for us to be well and healed in Jesus' name. He paid the price for that. And, a lot of, and most people, pastors included, and I'm not, I'm not patting myself. I'm not saying that I'm something special because I don't believe I am. God is special. And I'm just trying to follow him the best I know how. But even people and ministers, you know what we want to focus on, what we do well. Most of us want to focus on what we do well. You know, I remember that was my kids when they were playing baseball. You know, if a kid is good at catching fly balls, what does he want to do? Hey, Dad, hit me fly balls. If he's not real good at catching grounders, he, just, he doesn't want to catch. No, no, don't hit me grounders. Hit me. I want to do something that I can do well. But you know what? God doesn't want us doing the things that we know to do well. God wants us to believe him to do things that we can't do, the impossible. No, you know why? Because when you're doing the things that you can do, it doesn't take any faith and it doesn't take any trust in him. But when God is asking us to do things that are totally impossible, then we have to fall on him with all of our, because if it doesn't happen through him, it's not going to happen. And, and you know what? In the scriptures, there's, there's people all over the Bible that God asked to do impossible things that they could never do, but God did it through them. You know, I look at Abraham. How's a 100-year-old man going to have? How's a 90-year-old woman going to deliver a baby? But she did in Jesus' name. Moses, how's he going to deliver those people from Egypt if God doesn't do it through him? But he did. Gideon, 300 men. Go out. You got too many. Get down to 300. Now go win. You know, impossible. But God did it through him. And we have to start believing that the impossible things can happen, not because we're powerful, but because God is powerful. Not because we're great, but because God is great. Not because we're going to receive glory, but he's going to receive glory. We need to start believing that and come out of our uh, doldrum, come out of our lethargy, come out of our unbelief and our, and our doubt. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just I'm mad at the devil. We went to pray with somebody this week. 
somebody who's seriously ill. And, I, and I just, that's what I feel like. I'm, I'm going to get mad at this thing. I'm going to get mad at cancer, mad at diabetes, mad at whatever, mad at these things. Say, no, in Jesus' name, you are trespassing on God. This is God's property. Hallelujah. This, her body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Get out of here in Jesus' name. I bind you. I command you to go from here in the name of Jesus. And you know what? Was, she, was this person healed right away? Not necessarily, but we're still believing. Hallelujah. It's just believing. Just believe God. Hallelujah. You, you, we got to keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep believing. And I believe one of these days we're going to see a breakthrough. Hallelujah. You know, I was listening to a, a, a video by Pastor Bill Johnson. And he talked about, he was talking about healing. And it was blessing me. And he said, when I first started pastoring, for years, years, he says, we prayed for people, we prayed for people, we didn't see any results, none whatsoever. He said, well, we just kept, he said, I'd get all discouraged. I'd say, forget it, I'm not praying for people anymore. And for about six months, I wouldn't pray for people. Then God would convict me. And I'd say, okay, I'd stir myself up. I'd, I'd read scriptures on healing. I'd watch a video or I'd read a book or something. And I'd stir myself. And we'd start praying for people again, nothing. And I'd say, forget it, I'm not doing this. And I wouldn't do it. And I'd get this, and I was on this roller coaster. He said, well, after several years, uh, there was a conference at uh, John Wimber's church. I remember you remember John Wimber, the vineyard, the vineyard movement. There was a conference at his church in Anaheim, California, and I went and some of the elders in our church went down to the conference, and we just sat there and uh, and we and we just received teaching. And he says there was no line for laying on of hands. They, they, didn't, they didn't pray for impartation or anything like that. There, was, there wasn't even a, uh, like a corporate prayer, like everybody bow your heads, I'm going to pray for you, that kind of thing. He said, he said it was just, we just went, they taught, we, we received the teaching, we left. That was it. He says, and I got home, and uh, there was a friend of mine who's got a store back home where I live, an unsaved man. He said, he's, he told me, he said, Bill, I'm going to have to quit. I'm going to have to quit my job because, like uh, this arthritis I've got in my arms, I can't function. I can't carry anything. I can't lift anything. I'm going to have to quit. He says, "Well, can I pray for you?" And he, and he said, "Oh, okay." So he prayed for him. And he said, all of a sudden, the guy's like, "This is amazing. I'm totally healed." He said, "To be honest with you, I was as shocked as he was because I'd never, I'd never seen it. I'd never. It's never happened." And, then, and after that, on a regular basis, on a regular basis, healings are happening in his church. So, you know, I thought, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm going to keep going after it. I'm going to keep going, doing what God says to do. And I'm going to believe that one of these days, we're going to have some kind of a breakthrough. It's going to start. And when the floodgate is open, phew, here they come. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. And to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 We cannot be afraid to fail. See, a lot, of people don't, a lot of people don't want to step out and pray for someone because they're afraid to fail or, they're, or, they're, or they feel like they can't. Well, guess what? You can't. Neither can I. I'm not the healer. God's the healer. So you just pray for people in faith. Do your best and see what God does. How did, how did Jesus do what he did? He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power because the Bible says because God was with him. God was with him. 
God was with Abraham. God was with Moses. God was with Gideon. God was with them. And, and God will be with us if we'll step out and believe it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The salvation that God has provided for us is a complete salvation, spirit, soul, and body. You know, it says Jesus came to seek and save that, that true, those who were lost. The word save there is a Greek word, sozo. It's translated save or saved, past tense. But it's also used for healing in scriptures, and it's also used for deliverance. You remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood? When Jesus said, go your way, your faith has made you well. Literally, your faith has saved you. And that word is sozo. So it, it, it applies to healing, and it applies to deliverance. The gathering demoniac, after he was healed, it says the people, the people told when everyone started gathering around, the people spoke how he had been made well, how he'd been healed, how he'd been sozoed, how he'd been saved. Deliverance is ours. Healing is ours. Salvation is ours. It's part of our package. It's part of what God did for us. He's already paid the price. You know, it's like it's in my account. God did it. He, he paid the price for all of this to happen. And, and I, I may be struggling to, to make a withdrawal from that account, but I know it's there, and I'm going to pursue it in Jesus' name. Thank you. So don't be afraid to believe God. Don't be afraid to pray for somebody. You know, recently, somebody gave some money to the church that they wanted somebody else in the church to have. And so they, but they wanted to remain anonymous. So, so, uh, so they just gave it to us, and we wrote the check, and we brought it to that person. And they thanked us, but really what they, what they was, the person that they were thanking was the person who gave it. Someone gave them a gift, totally unexpected, totally unearned. They just gave it to them. And that's what I feel like. When you go to pray for somebody, you have to understand, God, if God uses you to, to, for in that way, it's that God has given you a gift, and he's saying, go give it to this person over here. That's all it is. It's a healing gift that God has given you that he wants to give to somebody else. So don't be afraid to pray. For if you feel to pray for someone, just reach out and pray for them and, see what, and trust God. You put it in God's hands. God, God wants to give us a gift. God wants to give you a gift to give to somebody else. Say, here, just go and give it to that person and watch what happens. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you are a healer, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you're a God of signs and wonders and miracles. And that you said, Lord, that the works that you did shall we do also. You told us to go forth and cast out demons and lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We're going to continue to do this, Lord. We're going to continue to believe you. We're going to continue to pray for the sick and believe for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow through us like it flowed through you. I rebuke sickness and disease in my own body. I thank you, Lord, that you are my healer, that my body belongs to you. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit is a healing, is a life-giving spirit. 
healing me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, healing your people, Lord, healing your people, blessing us with your power and your anointing and your presence. I pray, Lord, that someone today, within the sound of my voice, will be encouraged to believe you for their healing, and that also others would believe for you to give them a gift to bring to someone else, that they would step out and lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We thank you, Lord, for moving in our midst and confirming your word with signs following. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Hallelujah. Pray with me for a minute. Mo Rama Salapuri Atalabenge Gabi Sistiki Babiat. Rama Satalabadi and the Garigadema Sistia Rubosa Kababian. Randa Gababiastika Babianda Lamaria Purga Debe Sisti. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You don't change, you never change, Lord. Mo Rama Sakababianda. You're still the same Savior. You're still the same healer. You're still the same deliverer. You're still the same Jesus. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You reign, Lord. You reign in our midst. Bring glory to your name, O God. Bring glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.